Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shizmanski. Jared, how the heck are you? I'm good, Joe. I'm good. I'm good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Pretty great. How was your Monday? It's been a Monday. Yeah. Uh, my Monday was pretty good. We'll talk about it later, but I started my new job today, yeah. so... I, uh, Heck yeah, you did. It's been actually today really flew by. You know that new the new work stuff just right makes it go. Um, but yeah, it's not not too bad. Today was colder than it has been the last few days, so yeah, not as great as it was over the weekend, but still pretty nice. It was super uh, disappointing. I wanted to go on a walk after work, mm-hmm. and it was very chilly. I uh, that's gonna be like our new thing because you know I work in my basement all the time now. I'm literally just yeah. in my basement nonstop, so I have to. I'm gonna try and like go on walks a couple times a day, and uh, it was very disappointing today when it was like 30 degrees and windy. Right. Ugh, that sucks. It it it's been real real crappy. But uh, how was your past week and weekend you know it wasn't too bad i obviously the weather was nice so uh like towards the end of last week it started to turn around right it started to get nice and mm-hmm. warm and um so it was uh it was starting to get nice we started going some walks uh saturday yeah. we had some friends over um we had our friends anna and Derek over uh and it was the first time that we had had so during the pandemic we had a very small circle right like very few obviously right. very few people katie's parents um, her sister, and then like uh, Derosia because he lives right around the corner, right? And you guys, right? So our circle was really small. So these guys we hadn't seen in. We jo- I joked about it, but I literally started and quit a job in the like time <laughs> difference between seeing them because you know the pandemic and everything like that. So, um, we had them over. It was really great. Finally, to I felt like I had to get my socialization chops back. You know, like yeah. Um, because uh, you're so bad at it. Because I'm so bad at it, you know. I never, I never socialize anymore because I'm at home all the time. <laughs> um, I made steak tacos. I would, I tried right. to make you proud. Look at you. I know, I know. Um, I don't know why I went with steak. I think looking back on it, the steak was delicious. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I think looking back on, it, I would have gone chicken though. Like done like a really? what? chili lime chicken or tequila lime chicken or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what kind I, of steak did you use? I used a marinade. So I used top. Mm, what was it? I wanted sir. It was a sirloin. Oh, okay. And it was like thin sirloin. Okay. Yeah. And then I cubed it when it was raw. Gotcha. And then cooked it. Uh, marinated it, then cooked it. And I marinated it in like yeah. soy sauce, uh, chili powder, cu- uh, cumin. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, lime juice Jeez. and... Yeah. Uh, olive or in canola oil not canola avocado oil um Mm -hmm. so it was i mean it was pretty straightforward marinade the steak was delicious i i had it for lunch today but it's i don't know when you had we had it in the middle of the table right around all the people and i just feel like steak wasn't the right move like i should have just gone with some chicken and i also should have cubed it smaller so like oh okay it was we like got flour or corn tortillas and like you know make taco out of it right i was going for like a street taco feel and yeah the chunks of steak were, were too big it was almost like uh, i cut them like i was making a stew not like making tacos gotcha right 
Um, because Bummer. cutting raw meat is ridiculously hard. It's like slippery it is. and it slides all over the place and it like, and it, because it was thin, like it moved on me a lot and like flattened out. So yeah. it was super hard to cut. Um, so looking back and I think I would have gone with chicken. Dang. That's a bummer. Usually the last time I made steak tacos, I like, uh, I love a skirt steak for it. Skirt mm-hmm. steak is like the best steak to use for that stuff. Yeah, that, and I cut it a- after I cook it. See, do you cut it in like thin slices too, or do you cube it? I do, th- yeah, thin strips, like as thin as I can make them. So that's that was my my plan was to do that. Um, but the recipe I was following said cut it first and then cook it in a cast iron, like brown meat. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I did, and again, turned out delicious. I'm not, I right well, overall din overall dinner. I'd give an eight out of ten. Like it was, it was good. Um, all right katie made i and i don't put this lightly because you've had her cashew queso but i think this was yeah. the best cashew queso she's made yet really yeah she went with a, good stuff she went with adobo this time oh and it gave yeah. it like a nice smoky barbecue flavor yeah mm. Mm. so that's good overall i was very very happy that's with the good dinner. stuff and the company that's the company the good was stuff. great too yeah did you do anything else this weekend no, and then Sunday, um, so I, I'll admit, I had two margaritas and three of these truly teas, <laughs> and I found myself a little hungover on Sunday, um, because All I right. get hungover when I smell alcohol now, um, <laughs> and so really we just hung out on Sunday. It was actually really yeah. nice. Uh, Katie and I did this, like, unknowingly kind of put our phones away. Um, nice. So, like, Sunday afternoon, neither of us really got on our phones. I just played some music, and we sat around and played with Ben. Uh, and it was super relaxing, so that was nice. That's cool. And the cra- That's awesome. I, I know I've said it before, but like the crazy thing about kids is, I you find yourself staring at them and doing absolutely nothing, and time just flies by. Yeah, it is nuts. Um, whenever I rock Cora, I feel that. Yeah, I like at night because I'm like sitting with her, and a half an hour can fly by so quick. Um. That's cool. We did basically nothing on Sunday too, nice. which is very very nice. nice. Um, but Saturday, I got up. We ended up waking up at like seven thirty on Saturday or eight o'clock. Like Cora slept through the night. Wow! So she was ready to go. Yeah, she's been doing it a little bit more often, which is nice. Um, we're we're starting to get a routine. Usually, mm-hmm. like eight thirty ish, I'll put on Bluey because that will just like she'll just stop moving oh, wow. and just stare at Bluey for forever <laughs> so like literally we'll just stop and watch it hypnotizing um if you still haven't watched the show <laughs> go watch bluey it is absolutely amazing ben's not there yet ben's not there yet uh well imagine that he is and just watch it anyway <laughs> um but uh we put on bluey usually around eight thirty, and she just like stops and just like s- literally stops moving and just stares at this tv and uh so I'll turn off the lights in our living room and uh, I'll put her in the chair next to me in the rocking chair and we'll just watch like three or four episodes of Bluey. Um, and then that usually ends right around nine. Nice. And then at nine o'clock, we've been taking her into her bedroom after she's mellowed out mm-hmm. and then just turned off the lights and she's usually asleep within 15 minutes, 15, nice. 20 minutes. Yeah. And then uh, we've done that and... Probably in the last week, I would say three or four of the nights she slept all the way through, which is great. Wow. Look at you guys. Look at yeah, us. I know. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? 
Who'd have thought? Not me, yeah. says Paul Rudd. <laughs> uh, but Saturday, we woke up at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock, feeling good. Yeah. Uh, ate breakfast, and then at 9.30, I was like, all right, I'm going to go work on this basement. Um, so I started painting the basement, the, the basement walls, because we have the wall paint and the epoxy for the floors now. Um, so I just started painting walls, and uh, it. I went from... 9.30 till probably, I don't know, 12-ish, and then ate lunch, put Cora down, and then changed the oil in both of our cars. And you had a dad Saturday, if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, yeah, and then and then what happened? I went, and Kayla's dad came over because he wanted to, he built a closet in our basement, so he wanted to do a little section of the floor hmm. in there to see how the epoxy turned out. Right. Um, and when he was doing that, I was trying to get the paint gun to work because Kayla's dad has a paint gun as well. Nice. And that's what I used to do my ceiling. And uh, so I'm trying to get it to work on this wall. And I start fighting it. For, I'm fighting it for probably an hour, hour and a half. Oh, my God. Like getting it ready to go. And it just is not spraying out at all. And I take it apart, clean it, still not working. I take it apart, I clean it again. And I'm just getting so frustrated with this thing. And finally, it, like, starts spraying, and it just, like, sprays unevenly. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I'm done. I put the gun down. I was like, I literally, I could have rolled this wall and been done by now. now." So I put it all away, and I was like, I'm just rolling the basement. And I ended up just painting to, like, 7.30 that night. So I went from, like, 9.30 to 7.30 straight, just working, doing oil, painting. Um, and then after that, I was like, I'm done. So I went to Bush's and got some beer and a Big Mac from McDonald's. Nice. and Nice reward for a hard day's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Sunday did nothing. So that's what I, I mean. I was like, I'm not doing anything yeah. Sunday. I, I mean, that's way more motivation than I ever would have. I would have given up after like mm-hmm. half an hour trying to clean that damn paint gun and been like, nope, absolutely not. Uh, it worked so well mm-hmm. for our ceiling that I was like, this is going to be a breeze on the wall. Like, it is going to just like blast it out. This wall is going to be done five minutes. I forgot you'd already bang, bang, used boom. it. You've already used the gun, right? Yeah. So you thought like, yeah, just jump right into it. Yeah, but I got everything painted. Um, Kayla's dad came over Sunday. I did behind our washer and dryer painting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I think this upcoming weekend or shortly thereafter, we're gonna do the floors and one half of the basement, and then half of the basement's gonna be done. Hey, uh, look at that! Yeah, yeah. So in about a month, month and a half, the whole basement should be finished and like good to go as in a new living area. That'd be dope. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm super excited. Oh my god, and like. The way that he built the walls in there are just going to add, like, so much more storage space for things. And uh, it's just going to clear out the basement that we have now. It's pretty packed, but we're going to have a new living area. One day I'm I'm probably going to start working on a bar down there pretty shortly. Mm -hmm. Bars are the way to Um, go. Yeah, and then just kind of using it as either an adult living space or throwing some Cora toys down there for her to just run around in. Um, But, yeah, it's... We're getting close, and then we're on to the next project, which is the deck. Oh, Katie has started. We made our because it was nice this weekend. We were able to get outside. We made our backyard plans for the summer. Uh, so I'm going to be building a 
like a bench and planter combined thing, right? Okay. So it'll be like a wooden bench, but then the top of the wooden bench is a planter. We're gonna yeah. put that against uh, against our fence that gets all day sun. So for sure. Um. So that'd be nice. Katie's got a whole bunch of projects for me, and then uh, she thinks or like doing a mini deck under the uh, where I have the grill. Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if you remember my backyard. Of course, yeah. the listeners won't. But um, <laughs> uh, my picture a backyard. Picture a backyard. There's a fence. It's like that. Okay, like a tall privacy fence. My grill is against it. Um, mm-hmm. and then so Katie wants to build like a mini deck underneath the grill to make it like an yeah. area back there where we can like at where we can hang out with Ben. Um, since we're on the corner, it's a little bit more private back there because our cars block yeah. like the sidewalk. Um, mm-hmm. so we can like have a little bit more privacy and hang out back there with Ben, like a pool and stuff. Yeah. So that'll be, we got lots of summer plans. The, the, the nice yeah. weather really got to Katie. She was, she was, she was on, ready. She was ready for it. Like if we had grass seed in the shed right now, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. She would have walked out there to try and lay grass seed like this weekend. The snow wasn't even oh, all the way melted, but she was ready. Kayla for it. said the same thing. Uh, like, we have, we have a strip of grass because they decided they needed to rip our rip up part of our lawn because they needed to replace our gas meter. Because of course they did. Yeah, so they came and re reseeded one section of our lawn, so it's like bright and beautiful and green, Ooh. and the rest of it is just yellow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yesterday we went on our walk. She's like, "Man, we should just do grass right now." I was like, "It is still cold. It's it will not. It is not take. warm. <laughs> it is not like that's the problem." And I blame Michigan 100% because it was like zero to 10 degrees for like three weeks straight. So now that it mm-hmm. hit 45, everyone's like, boom, summertime, 45 degrees, nice and warm. Yeah. It's not. Ugh. It's not that warm. It is not. It's, it's, it's not. Like 60 degrees, then we can have the conversation like, okay, maybe it's time to start seeding the air. But if 45 degrees is not warm enough. It's not warm. Yeah. It's not. I'm going to put out a question yeah. out there. Because uh, our second most listeners are in Australia. Oh, wow. Which is wild to me. Um, so our folks out there in Australia, I want to know what the weather's like right now. And would you grass your lawn? Would you seed your lawn? Isn't it summer? I'm curious. Isn't it summer there? Fall, going into fall? Aren't they backwards? I have no idea. I know, Australia, please, please tell us. I know their toilets flush backwards. So Educate us. We need it. Boy, do we. Boy, do we. Um, but I am curious about that. But yeah. Oh, the other thing this weekend, I grabbed a hot pan. Mm. That's right. I wanted to hear about this. How? What was the thought process that went into, hey, this pan needed to be grabbed? Holy hell. It sucked. Duh. So, <laughs> so last night we were making like a enchilada bake, essentially. Okay. As you do. Like a one, yeah, like a one pan enchilada. It's almost like lasagna. Yeah. So we made we made uh, enchilada meat in a stainless steel pan, okay, on the stovetop, sure. and uh, we cooked it. So after that was all done, we layered it up with corn tortillas and cheese, and then more meat, and then corn tortillas and cheese, and more meat, and then you know more cheese. Sure. So I put that in the oven at four hundred degrees for about ten minutes, and uh, I pull it out. And Cora is now like tall enough where she like can reach up on shit like oh, on the counter. Yeah. So the uh, the pan it wasn't like right at the edge of the stovetop, but it was like close enough where I was just worried about Cora grabbing it, and she was right in front of me, yeah. like 
playing in our cupboard that's right next to our stove and like reaching on the counter. So I and I'm not used to a pan being in an oven, right? Like you don't think no. Like I'm used I'm used to cooking this pan on the stovetop, and I literally had just grabbed it out 20 seconds before from the oven, but the kids right next to me putting her hands up on the counter, so I grab it and I yelled in an expletive <laughs> that I'm not going to say on here because I took the explicit tag off of this podcast. Oh, we're family friendly now. <laughs> We're family friendly. It was a four-letter word starting with F. Sure. And uh, I grabbed it and literally like threw it to the back of my stove. And like, have you ever grabbed a hot pan? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, as soon as you touch it, and sometimes people are like, "Oh, when you grab a hot pan, you like wait for a second because the shock like that hasn't hit you." Absolutely not. When you grab a hot pan, you know immediately <laughs> that you have royally effed up because like yeah, it's it's immediate and you're like oh my god and then you you know go take care of yourself oh it's so bad so like i didn't touch it like i literally wrapped my hand around the handle of this pan oh and my god y- you probably can't see it no but like this little u mark right here oh okay now i is, see it now that you pointed it, it out it that's the hole in the pan handle <laughs> like where you would hang it up at Ow. um and I grabbed and like I felt my hand stick to it, like mm. it was starting to stick to it, and I was like, "Oh, it was awful." That's melted it flesh, Joe. That is. So like, I ran it underwater. My skin looks like it has been like in the water, where it's a little wrinkly sure. right now. But like last night, it was so tight and tingly, mm. and I woke up and it it feels fine. There's a couple parts that are tender, but it's just a little wrinkly where it's still a little burnt. But uh, it's gonna get a little gross here. It's gonna get a little more gross here, I should say. But your hand's gonna peel. That <gasps> that blister, that's just gonna come right. But off. I I I don't think it's a blister. Uh, if it's wrink if it's wrinkly skin, it's a blister. I'm not a doctor, N- nor but... am I. I I can't. I'm not well, legally allowed to diagnose you, but I'm gonna do it anyway and say <laughs> it's a blister. <laughs> Well, we'll see. I'll, I feel I'll safe you enough know. that what? you can't afford the right lawyers to come after me to tell you that it's a blister. Yeah, when this uh, when this peels off, I'll send you a picture. It'll be gross. Oh, disgust. Make sure the group gets it. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when I cut off my thumb? Oh, boy, do I. You have, for someone who cooks this much, you have some of the worst, like, awareness in a kitchen. Oh, my God. It was so bad. I don't know how you do this, but, like, the thumb thing, which... Both the things are things that happen in an everyday kitchen. They just happen to you in a very short amount of time. Like, <laughs> everyone sliced their finger on a mandolin before, but you purposely didn't use the safety thing and then sliced your thumb open. <laughs> I know. The same thing, you uh. pulled a pan out of the oven and then did not use a hot, like, a oven mitt and moved a hot pan. Yeah. Just grabbed it willy-nilly. Nuts. You're nuts. Ugh. I'm nuts. But, uh... Anyway, that was my weekend. That's an exciting weekend. It, it was something. So, uh, we, t- t- speaking of weekends, to transition. Uh, yeah. Did you watch Golden Globes? I didn't. I wish I would have, no. but we were watching Ghost Adventures, and of course you I just were. couldn't stop. <laughs> of, course, of course you were. Were there any good haunted yeah. houses on there? There's always good haunted oh houses on there. Every house, there's a ghost in there. Every one of them. It's amazing. It's like they find them every time in Ghost Adventures. It's great. It's the perfect show. It is my absolutely it is, it is favorite show. It is absolutely not the perfect show. Absolutely oh my God. not. It's got everything. <laughs> Drama. 
It has ghosts. Excitement? And that's it. That's true. The episode we watched last night had Post Malone in it. Okay. And it was great. That might be the perfect episode. I'll, I'll give that to you. That might be the perfect yeah, they TV call, episode. They called him Ghost Malone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that, dad je- if that dad joke was for the podcast or not, but that was fantastic. And I, no, I no, 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 no. They say it in there. They're like, I'm going to call him Ghost Malone. And the the best part of that episode, Post Malone is, love Post yeah, Malone. Yeah, he's great. I love me some Post. He's great. They put him in a room by himself. And uh, they're like, Post, Post, you're going to go in there by yourself. And he like freaks out a minute. He's like, they're like, all right, just give me give me a safety word. So that way I know to come get you, you know, right. when when you freak out. He's like, you got a word ready? And Post looks at him like dead serious and just goes, Gorgonzola. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, oh, my God. But anyway, Golden Globes. Golden Globes. So uh, on the Golden Globes, they, they showed a commercial. Uh, and this was this was the our parenting news of the week. They showed there was I pulled up the company name and then I forgot it again. Frida. It, Frida. Yeah, Frida Moms. Uh played a commercial about breastfeeding. Um, which was very, very cool. And of course Katie mm-hmm. and I didn't watch Golden Globes because that's not our thing. Um right. but we watched the commercial and it was super realistic. And that was the whole point, is they're like, Hey, we made a commercial for moms. You know, it was all the hard things about breastfeeding. Basically, everything that I've talked about on the podcast, all the troubles we had breastfeeding Ben, um, they brought it up like clogged ducts. It was, you know, engorged breasts. It was, um, you know, trying to feed your baby, trying to teach them how to eat. Like nobody ever tells you. Everyone's like, oh, are you going to breastfeed? Yeah, cool. Moving on. You know, nobody ever tells you that it's stupid hard and that you have to literally teach them how to eat from your body. Like, yeah. So this commercial really, really did a good job um, of doing that. And the crazy thing that's is awesome. that this was the first commercial that's ever done it this realistic. Like, that's ever had really? a realistic mom commercial. I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. It's, I mean, I feel like us looking on the outside, you know, we can only say so much about how ridiculous it is, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it definitely takes moms to not step up but like it's a mom's perspective right like we mm-hmm. we can say all day long like it's ridiculous but i feel like it definitely m- means more po- like it has more weight behind it when a mom says like that's ridiculous that this is the first one which i agree with right. it is absolutely ridiculous it's the first one i still think the tabooism of breastfeeding is absolutely stupid oh my god of course the last place you ever want to be on the internet is a comment section but this was a right. New York Times article, um, and the comments on the New York Times article were just absolutely asinine. Like, so dumb. So dumb. Like, why can't you show a little bit of modesty and just not breastfeed in public? Like, oh, so you clearly don't know how often children need to eat. Like, I'm not, right. I can't just stop my life to not feed my child. Like, that's, how about you just don't look? You know, like, yeah, it just the dumb comments on there about like, oh, why do we need this on our television? What do you mean? This is life. This is what it is. Yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. And like this, there's there's a lot of taboos in this world, and this is one of them. And then the other one is like, 
gay couples mm -hmm. or non-binary people, yep. right? Like we don't see enough of that in this world. And I want Cora to be exposed to that, right? Like I want her to see the norms of this world and that like this is out there. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is life, right? It's just life. Yeah. It's not weird. It's, it's not different. It's, it's just life. That's it. It is what it yeah. is. Move on. It's just, ugh. I agree. It is weird that it took this long for that to happen. Yeah. So that's my, that's our parenting but, news of the week. I just, that's, that's you know, very cool. It, it I'm, finally, I'm, finally, and hopefully we get more. I hope so. And I think, you know, put it on TV, like put it on TV, mm -hmm. like do a couple episodes of, I don't know, Grey's Anatomy is still on. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. This was the other thing. Sorry, I am really changing topics here. I saw a commercial for The Walking Dead, and I cannot believe that that show's still on either. They're moving on without the main character. They moved on like yeah. Norman's, Norman Reedus is the main character now. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. But uh, more shows need to embrace the taboos in this life. They need to talk about mom's breastfeeding and everything else that's normal in this world. I agree. It's ridiculous. I hate it that it's news. Ridiculous. You know, it should I hate just it be too. normal. Yeah, I actually saw something on Facebook, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago, sure. that was like uh, a mom was in a Walmart somewhere in the country. I don't know This where, is a terrible but... start to a story, but okay. <laughs> uh, she was breastfeeding her kid, and the manager like went up to her and told her to basically leave because she shouldn't be doing that. So she went out and told all of her friends and then they posted on Facebook and they had like, I think they called it a feed in at <laughs> Walmart where like they had 50 moms or something come in and, and breastfeed their babies in Walmart. That's awesome. And I was like, that's great. Good for them. That's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. yeah. I was like, right on. Hell yeah. Go moms. Go moms. I'm behind you. We're behind I would you. if I could. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I definitely would. Um, Let's uh let's talk about you. Oh God, you know I Jerry hate Bear, talking about me. Jerbear, you did something crazy. You started a new job today. I did. I in a, in the middle of a pandemic. Hopefully in on the, the tail. Middle of a pandemic. Hopefully it's not the middle. Hopefully in the tail end of a pandemic. But, yeah. Uh, in the middle of a pandemic, I started a new job. And the crazy thing about this job is, because of the pandemic, it is now a forever work from home job. So yeah. it's uh it's based out of Chicago and normally okay. I'd have to move like in a before COVID, I would have had to up and move my whole family to Chicago and we would have had to mm -hmm. buy a new house and you know, live just move there. Um and yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Chicago's three times more expensive than Detroit is. Like that would be ridiculous. Right. Um uh, <clears throat> but that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh this this new job is full time work from home. I just have to take trips out to Chicago now, and uh, it's it's pretty nice, pretty crazy, like starting a starting a job in a pandemic. Yeah. So, how long were you at this the job previously? Only a year. So my last okay. job, I started right before the pandemic started. So I had some bad luck because I started mm -hmm. in February, and then by mid March, everything had shut down, and I got sent home. Right. Um. And then on top of that, because of COVID, uh, I, it was in the automotive industry because yeah. like production shut down, like all the plant workers got sent home. 
nobody was buying anything from the automotive industry, right? They weren't buying trucks. They weren't buying trailers. They weren't. So right. our sales, obviously, like everybody else in the world, our sales took a hit and they had to let a bunch of people go. Um, mm-hmm. So it was it was a really tough year. Like I was in a new company. I didn't know anybody. There wasn't a lot of resources because it was, they didn't do work from home before. And then suddenly everybody was work from home, right? right. So they weren't prepared for it um like this is a small thing but like we got sent home and i only had my laptop that was it yeah like not even like a mouse and a keyboard and hey here's a you know here's a little bit of money to go buy a monitor or something it was right hey work off a single 13 inch laptop for a year Mm -hmm. you know so um those were a bunch of things that kind of led into why i only worked there for a year but the other big thing is like they just showed that they didn't really care about their employees like when the pandemic hit that they cut our pay which isn't a big deal i understood that um but then they let people go after that so they weren't getting paid their full salary and then they got fired right and they disproportionately cut like employees not like leaders so like yeah everybody got their salary cut but when you get to a leadership position you get uh what they call equity right so you get buy-in yeah. from the company and uh i'm not obviously i'm not saying what company this is but the right. stock price went up like 30 percent, and oh, all these leaders were able to cash in on that of course right yeah so they got their salary cut which is only a third of their pay and then they were able to cash in on on big paychecks like during in the middle of this pandemic so it was just yeah. very frustrating it, it didn't feel like in the long term, I wanted to be there because it didn't feel like they cared about their employees that much. Yeah, for sure. So, so when did you start the consideration of like, okay, this this is going on. It, it's not for me. It's time for me to move on. Yeah, I mean, I started thinking about it middle of last summer. I know that's pretty crazy, oh, like wow. pretty early. Um, but when it was the height of the pandemic and everything was going on, and I could just see yeah. everything that was happening. Right, my team when I started a year ago. Uh, last month, right? So I started February last year. When I started mm-hmm. a year ago, my team was n- nine people. But yeah, today, as of today, there is one person left. Wow! And they didn't backfill anybody. Like that one wow. person is doing the sa- doing the job of nine people because they wow. just didn't backfill anybody. Um, so last summer we started. To, we lost about four people by about July. Mm-hmm end of july beginning of august we had lost about four people there were four people left um Mm -hmm. and that was when i started to think about like hey it's like rats leaving the leaving the titanic right right? like hey there's something's bad here so i started to look right um i had an interview or two last summer and then um those interviews like didn't strike me with confidence like not enough to say hey i want to leave this company like not enough to make me want to leave um, and then when things started to ease up, like right after Ben was born in the fall before it picked up again over Christmas, mm-hmm. we started going back into the office. We started like being together again and like getting yeah. getting stuff together. And my boss really cared about us, even if the organization didn't. So that kind of drove me right. to, to stay. And then uh, in December, my boss left. Like he was the last mm-hmm. one. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, if he's gone, like there's nothing for me here right so then i for sure then i uh, seriously started looking so 
so were there any worries or what was the discussion like between you and Katie when you decided, yeah, like I absolutely need to make this move? What were, were there any worries you had or was there any major discussion you guys had? Yeah, I think a big one was uh, salary based, right? Because it's a, it's a crazy world out there right now. And a yeah. lot of jobs, um, because, I mean, I don't know if people know this, but because of pandemic, we're in a recession. Um, and a lot of companies, there's two ways companies are looking right now. Um, and I'm in business, so I like this is a business kind of focus. But um, yeah. they're either protecting themselves in case it gets worse, or they're mm-hmm. taking the opportunity to grow, right? They're like, hey, yeah. this is a perfect opportunity because we can just reevaluate our whole company, right? So it's one or the other. It's a great, healthy mindset of growing or it's a, hey, I need to draw within my shell and be as conservative as as possible, right? Um, So there was a discussion with Katie and I of like, first off, are there jobs out there? I mean, that's a huge thing right Right. now. Are people hiring? Are you going to go through this whole thing and get your hopes up and then, you know, not get a job? Um, Right. The other thing, the discussion obviously around salary was are you going to take a job for less money because it's a different company yeah you know that was a really big question because i didn't want i didn't want just another job right i didn't want to move right. to a company that like because if i'm just going to have a job that i don't like then i might as well stay in the one i'm at right because i exactly it's, it's you know guaranteed money it's already there i know the people i know the mm-hmm. work you know, if I'm if I'm gonna be in the job I don't like, I might as well stay in the one I have. Um, yeah. So I think the discussion was, hey, if you're gonna do this, find the right job. Right. Um, so. Oh so yeah. Uh, so when with with just with this job that you just started, um, how did you find it? Like, what did you do to go looking for it? Mm-hmm. And, um what were like the selling points that were like, yep, this checks this box, just this checks this box. Yeah. Things like that. So I would say, I will tell you, I, um, I actually came down to two jobs at two different companies. Okay. One, I applied to through like the online website and just got an interview right away. Right. So that was just luck of the draw. I've, and during this process from like July until now, I must've applied for hundreds of jobs and gotten like all rejection emails. I got maybe oh, wow. two interviews over the summer and then I got maybe three interviews this most recent time. Right. So it's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. tough out there. Um, but the, the one job I applied on the website and then this job that I actually took was a connection through my old boss. So he knew. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we, cause as he was leaving, he kind of talked to me because you know, Hey, you see what's been happening. Um, yeah. This, you know, what do you want? What do you want to do? And then luckily, like he knew somebody from his old job that had this position open and he's like, Hey, is he sent it to me? Uh, like a text out and was like, Hey, would you be interested in this? I was like, yeah, I mean, that's right up my alley. It's what I, what I want to do. Um, right. So then all he did was set up like a informal 30 minute. I hadn't even applied. I hadn't even put my resume in Yeah. just like a 30 minute interview with the hiring manager. And like, so him and I could talk and I could feel him out and say, you know, Hey, are you a good guy? You're not a good guy. Um, right. So that's how I found the job. And then what nice. really sold me on it was they are in. They were in the second bucket, right? This company is reorganizing their entire company 
because oh, wow. they want to come out of this pandemic sprinting. You know, yeah. they took it as an opportunity, not a hardship. You know, they're looking mm-hmm. at it and saying like, hey, we were doing a lot of things wrong and a lot of things old fashioned before the pandemic. And then we got stuck. You know, when the pandemic hit, we weren't flexible. We weren't, you know, we couldn't move very well. We, we could not move quickly. Um, and they took it as an opportunity instead of saying like, oh, you know, woe is me. We're, it's a recession. You know, the economy's bad, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They're like, hey, no, we're going to fix this for next time. And then they, like, right. they went on this major hiring spree where they hired like an entire team. So like me and my counterpart, uh, so I'm a senior analyst. The other senior analyst on my team, we both got hired today, uh, right off the bat. Oh wow! So, like, nice. They decided this about a month ago, and then have already filled most of the positions. That's pretty cool. That's cool. So I think that that uh, sold me. Nice. So, <clears throat> we both have very different jobs. Yes. Uh, what is it? I mean, like in a broad sense, what is it that you're doing now? Okay, um, that's a great question. Uh, broadly, it's data analytics. Um, God, that sounds so boring. It does. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I walked. Oh man, it's... I'm sad you said that because that's the second time I've heard that today, and the other time was from my wife. <laughs> uh, and it hurts, and it hurts deep. Um, it's not boring. Hey, it's not. I promise. Hey, that's. It's interesting. I, it's probably not... it's probably a little bit boring, especially like you who is hosting a talk, late night talk show now. Um, <laughs> but I basically in this job, I'm going to be tracking and uh, like running strategies based off data, right? So if a, nice. someone a leader from another side of the company says, "Hey, I want to do this program. It's going to cost X amount of money. It's going to get us Y amount of money on the other end." My job is to do the math and do the like tracking and the data behind making sure that what they say is one true two actually happens. Right. So not only is what they say true, like, Hey, yes, it could actually give us this amount of money, but are they going to follow up with it? Are they going to do it? You know? And it's my job to, to relay that to leaders of the company. Yeah. So what I found is, and I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Sure. Um, because I, I run a customer service department. Like, that's what I do. Right. So I don't really have a whole lot of data. I pull some data, you know, ticket numbers, things like that, look at trends. Um, but I found in, in my company that definitely your position equivalent in our company is like they're making huge changes for the company. They're the ones that are actually pulling that data, pulling that information mm-hmm. and able to track that, which is amazing stuff. So that's where, like, there is very much good in, in that. Oh, when we talk about, like, the growth bucket, right? Like a company wanting to grow the company I was at just now. I, when this whole team went through change, I talked, we ended up falling under the CFO and I brought up the CFO like, Hey, I'm not doing any like data analytics right now. Um, yeah. but I'd like to, and I think like there's a huge opportunity for this, you know, in this company basically he told mm-hmm. me like, yeah, eventually. And then kind of shrugged right. it off. And I was like, okay, this, then that was I was already looking, but that was kind of the final nail in the coffin. Like, yeah, there's definitely not a place for me here if they're not even willing to put in, you know, the time and effort to have someone, even if it's like one or two people that just looks at the data and says like, hey, the facts tell you yes or no. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, if you're not going to put, you know, care into that, then you don't really care right. about the success. Oh, for sure. 
So part of the conversation with Katie, was there any like thought or consideration of any benefits you might lose? Did you lose any benefits jumping over here? Could you do sure. any like negotiating or anything like that? It's a great question. Um, luckily we use her health insurance. Um, oh, that's good. Through the school, right? Because uh, little known secret, public schools have phenomenal health insurance. Um, Interesting. Because of and, and you know because of the unions i you know right. it's a it's a female dominated profession and they have really good female benefits except that they don't have parental leave and that's stupid and i could rant about that right. for weeks but other than that like uh they have all the female health stuff like going through like our ben's birth was almost completely covered like nice. very nearly completely covered like it was they just have really good health insurance there so that luckily for us, I didn't have to worry too much about that, but right worrying about vacation days. So like I got yeah. um, an extra week off between Christmas and New Year's is it's not a huge deal, you know, for the family. Like if I don't have that off, but hey, we can't yeah. we can't go up north to the cottage that week because now I don't have that off. Um, right. That was something. Another big thing we talked about uh, was moving to Chicago. I mean, I brought it up to Katie yeah. when we first said it. Before I even asked um, the, my new boss, you know, if I could work from work remotely, because the job posting is listed as Chicago, and I brought it up to Katie, oh, wow. I'm like, is this something you'd be interested in? Like, you know, my my boss sent me this job, and it looks like something I'd really like. Um, is this something you'd be interested in? She's like, well, you know, it's the right money if it's the right, you know, right. time. Maybe you know, maybe, but. It w- that would have been a huge sticking point of considering, do we have to move? Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily, and it was an easy negotiation because I I just basically was like, I don't think I can move to Chicago right now, and he's like, okay, well let me talk to my boss and see if I can get it remote, and it worked. Yeah. Right? So nice. Um, so that was I think the biggest thing. It's not necessarily a benefit like PTO days, you know, pay things like that. It's all all relative um and right but the uh the biggest thing was like not moving um but i i think it is something really big to consider when moving is like yeah how is the health insurance going to change and it right and i the advice i would give and something i didn't think about until now but like ask during interviews like how do you like the health insurance plan you know how Mm -hmm. go on glassdoor oh my gosh glassdoor You'll, you'll, it, I, granted, it's like a review site. So you're going to get everything from, Hey, this, that, they don't cover anything or to, you know, it's right. the best, best health insurance in the world, but like go and read the reviews on that because that's like a huge glass door will tell you all the reviews about the benefits, about the health insurance, whether it's expensive, whether it's cheap, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. so I would, that's a huge, one big thing I would recommend is like, Go on Glassdoor and do your research about the about those benefits because those can really affect it. And you know, you never know it until I don't want to say until you have a kid, but like when I was twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, switching jobs, I hadn't been to a doctor in like six years. Like I didn't care what right. health insurance it was. Give me the health yeah. insurance that won't charge me a million dollars if I get in a car exactly. accident. Right? That's yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah. all I need. Um, but now that you have a kid, that you know that we have a family. If and you know theoretically say katie doesn't want to you know say we have a second kid and katie needs to quit her job then i do have to think about it right so it's always in the back of my right. mind of like okay i still have to kind of consider this just in case things like that so 
Mm-hmm. Um, definitely something okay. to think about. Yeah. Uh, so how did you feel after your first day? I feel good. Uh, it yeah. was pretty light. It was the regular like HR orientation of like, this yeah, is what yeah. we are. This is what we do. Um, and so that wasn't too bad. I had a me. So my team is pretty small. It's a brand new team. Me and the other guy started today and then we have a director and that's it. It's just the three of us, you know, doing all this, yeah. this crazy work. Um, so the three of us had a meeting today, just kind of level set of like, Hey, they don't have really any data analytics to begin with. And oh, okay. this is where we have to get to. Right. So that was kind of the first step. And to me, I, I, just my personality to be like that's my that's i like that challenge that's why i got into yeah. data analytics like as this uh field because you're right is it is it exciting to sit down and input numbers and write <laughs> code no it's not but the exciting part is seeing where you were and then the tool you yeah. built and then where you are after right like that whole process in the change management of it is what is yeah. what gets me out of bed in the morning like that that and like solving problems like somebody comes to you and is like hey i can't figure this out and you're like boom i have an answer for you like i can for sure so um yeah that gets i'm I'm pretty excited i would say um actually my our friend anna asked me this week and she's like do you have like pre-work jitters and no because this is the first time i i feel very confident in what i'm doing um every yeah. other job has been like a leap for me like my last job i moved into like corporate strategy so i had to learn how to like sounds dumb but i had to learn how to be a consultant like a boston consulting group consultant right and i never had to do that before it was brand new to me so i felt like i was always playing catch up trying to learn and then the pandemic hit and i wasn't i already wasn't like solid in what i was doing um this is the first time where i'm going and feeling like yeah i know how to do this i'm confident that i can do it just you know let me hit the ground running yeah that's awesome uh i have one last thing for you before we move on yeah. uh, and you kind of already answered this but did you, do you have any advice for someone thinking about switching a new job or looking for something else yeah yeah i well i have lots of advice first off update your linkedin cough joe cough. <laughs> um i do need to do that i i would say don't be afraid to look no matter what stage you're in um yeah. that was advice given to me a long time ago that you don't owe a company anything and right. if the pandemic has taught us anything, that companies are going to just work their bottom line, you know? Yeah. I very, I, you know, full transparency. I very, very nearly was fired this summer. We had a cut. Mm-hmm. We had to cut one person from our team. And luckily one person, on our team got moved to a different part of the company. So we didn't end up losing anybody, but I was the youngest, ten, you know, I was the newest tenured. I was, so we had to cut one right. head off our team. That was the directive given. That would have been me. So, yeah, you know, they, companies are going to hit their bottom line no matter the cost and Mm -hmm. so don't ever feel like you're like you owe a company anything Um, right and that's pretty cynical uh i know especially not that i'm talking to you specifically but like you love your job you've been with them for a long time you you know Mm -hmm. you love the work that that they do which is huge um yeah and i absolutely understand that my first job with the work that we did even though it was allergies was like literally affecting lives right like um, right so i absolutely understand that but don't get caught up in that and then the second thing is always be always is a strong word but like constantly be looking 
because you never yeah. know when something perfect is going to come across your your face and if you aren't looking for it you might just miss it right right and there's no harm in applying even if for sure and there's no harm in taking an interview you know you yeah. can take one interview talk to him on the phone and if you decide like no this really isn't for me there's no harm in that no harm no foul what do yeah. you lose 30 minutes of your life right right so my advice is don't be afraid to take the first step because yeah. the nice thing about job searching is you can always go back. Yeah. You can always go back. You can always, the same thing. Like if I wanted to find a job that I didn't like, I just stay at the one I was at. Right. Like right. it wasn't, I was make the money was fine. You know, the benefits mm-hmm. are fine. We're, we're around here. It's not, you know, it's not making us move it, but I found a job that made me want to move. So there's yeah. no harm you know, before you let yourself get to a point where you need out, because that's the worst time to job hunt. If you're job searching when you need out, you're going to settle or you're going to get frustrated with the fact that you only get two emails when you've put in a hundred job applications because that happens. Right. Right. So if, if you're at the point where you need out, it's already too late. So start looking yeah. when you're thinking about it, start looking. Uh, I'm a, now I'm a traditional millennial. I've had four jobs in six years. So right. don't get, I'm a, I'm a job hopper. So just keep that in mind, <laughs> but don't be afraid to look because if you've waited to, if you've waited to when you need out, it's too late because you're yeah. going to get rejection emails because you're not going to get interviews because you're going to have an interview that you think is a, com- a company that's great. And the guy's going to be a dickhead and you're going to be like, wow, this, right. you know, that was you now you're hurt because you're like i wanted that company so bad and then the guy sucked and now what do i do you know yeah and on top of that that's my only interview i've had in a month you know things like that right. so constantly be looking constantly be open to the change and mm-hmm. then remember that you don't owe anybody anything yeah you know they're they're gonna hit their they're gonna hit their number and it may suck and that boss may really be hurt if they have to let you go but they're still going to do it. You know, yeah. they're not going to not do it just because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. So you're not, you know, it's a job, not a marriage. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm in a really good spot where I really like my job and I'm happy with everything with it, mm-hmm. but I'm not opposed to the change. So like I'm at the, per- I think I'm in the perfect spot to be like, yeah, I'll just poke around and see what else is out there and, and take a look, which is, which is feels comfortable for me exactly because i don't want to be in that in that space where i need to find a job right and i I tell you i got because i got close before this luckily this job came along pretty quickly um just because of uh, my inside connections and things like that but like if i didn't have that my only other Mm -hmm. interview i'm pretty like it turned i never got a response to them because i told them no but um my only other interview if they had told me no i would have had nothing and then right. I was almost in a spot where I needed out because, you know, I yeah I had no bosses. I had no, you know, like I had no direction, anything like that. So, yeah, don't let it get that far. For sure. For sure. Damn, Jared, that was that was good. Thanks, man. That was a good interview. I appreciate it. Thanks for asking me the questions. I, you know, the full transparency of the podcast, we 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 came up with this idea this morning. Um, we did. <laughs> And now we can say that because I feel really good about the interview. I thought it was great, but I'm always down for for uh, for 
advice. I think one of the things I really liked going through college was how much, you know, shout out to Western, you're wearing a sweatshirt. Um, I am. They give you so much career support. So much yeah. talking through like, hey, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be? You know, so mm-hmm. it, it was crazy. And I always really, really liked that fact. Um, so I'm never, I'm always down to, to talk, uh, to talk advice about, about where to go yeah. in your career. Yeah, that was great. I loved it. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's transition here and uh, do a quick uh, Facebook memory before we wrap up, uh, huh? You're gonna make me go all the way from being as professional as I was to, to now pulling up twelve, you know, sometimes fifteen year old. Sometimes me. we need to remember where we came from. You know, all right. sometimes you just gotta look back. Uh, all right, I'm ready. Do you have yours pulled up. I hope. Oh, these are good ones. Let's hear it. All right, me, 12 years ago, March 1st, 2009, crazy, <laughs> is coming home. <laughs> Do you know where you were fr- coming home no from? No idea. No clue. <laughs> Could have been anywhere. Could have been anywhere. Could have been anywhere. Uh, don't worry. I followed it up, though. Same okay. day. It doesn't, give me a, it doesn't give me a time, but same day, I followed it up. With just this. Chills. That's it. <laughs> Poetry in motion, people. Oh, man. Look at you. Look at you now. You should have been a poet. 15-year-old Jared was killing it. He was killing it. Oh, man. He had some thoughts. He did. He wasn't afraid to share them on Facebook Maybe it, w- maybe it was like a metaphorical coming home, I right? And then so. the, that metaphor gave you chills, and you're like, yeah, I pre- that's it. I appreciate how smart you think I am, but no. I, I really, <laughs> not it. That's great. All right, hit, uh, hit me with yours. M- mine is not great. Uh, mine is seven years ago. Seven years ago, I wrote, tomorrow is the Oscars, finally. So here are my predictions. Ooh. Uh which I think this was the last time I feel like it had to have been the last time I was correct about the best picture winner. Wow. What was it? Yeah. Twelve Years a Slave. Okay. Which was a solid movie. I'm gonna tell you what. That was a pretty obvious choice. Oh yeah. Oh, but man, boy, there were some bangers that year. Uh Dallas Buyers Club came out this year. Ooh, which okay. Won Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto Oscars. Yeah. Yep. Um uh american hustle was out which was fine was that was mcconaughey's okay. first oscar it was wow uh gravity came out that year uh the great emmanuel lubezki nails it as a cinematographer that year uh gravity was that one where they just floated away in space right that was it okay. yeah and uh great movie frozen came out that frozen came out that year okay. well the year prior yeah um but yeah, so I had some wins, I had some loses on here, but uh, the I think I'm pretty sure it was the last year I got the best picture right. You've been wrong I that usually, many times in a row. I usually bat seventy five percent, and the last few years have really thrown me off. You know, just, I really did not think Parasite would win. Okay, and I was shocked when it did, that, but it was very good. That's fair. Nobody saw that one coming, though. No, that one, and then. And then two years prior to that was the La La Land uh, Moonlight mix-up. Oh, that's right. Moonlight was supposed yeah. to win, right? No, La La, well, La La Land, everybody was like, La La Land's winning. There's no way La La Land's not winning. And then Moonlight comes out of nowhere and takes it. 
um which is a great movie i love moonlight but but yeah so there's just been quite a few that i'm just like but oscar voting is weird joe do you think you're losing your edge uh i think i'm being too predictable gotta mix it up gotta mix it up maybe this year maybe What's yeah. when is when right. are the Oscars this year? Let me know before we leave. April. Oh man. April. Uh Can't the end wait. of April. They they pushed it back because of the pandemic. Have so. they released your noms and, yet? No, that'll be coming up um on March fifteenth or nineteenth, I think, are the nomination days. If you heard Joe roll away, it's because he has the Oscar nominations on his calendar in his office. <laughs> just know that. Just take that with you as we leave here. Yeah. So we'll do a whole Oscar recap episode. It'll be great. Joe, you might even get me to watch a few of the Oscar noms. I might Hell yeah. I might just watch the Oscar noms with you. I love it. Let's do it. It'll be great. Just for you. Uh yeah. Good. It'll be fun. All right, let's get um, out of here. Let's get out of here. It's been a day. But thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, keep sending us some emails, some ideas for episodes. We're always looking for those mm-hmm. reaching out to us. We love seeing uh, you guys post and, you know, love seeing your comments on our pictures and posts like that. So please keep those going. Your replies to our Instagram stories that Katie is doing amazing with on social media. Um so keep that up and Australia please write to us and let us know about the weather this time of year and would you redo your lawn because I am very curious also since we're speaking to Australia uh, this is a tangent even though we're leaving soon Um, (laughs) I told Katie we're not allowed to go to Australia because of the spiders and then she sent me an Australian lady she follows on Instagram and the Australian lady was ranting about how people always say there's terrible spiders there she goes, the yeah. only spider I see is a huntsman spider. And I don't know if you've ever looked at a huntsman spider, but it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. She's like, yeah, that's the only one I see. Yeah, and that one sucks. <laughs> so you, can write to, you can write to us about that too, Australians. I'm sorry, Australia. I love you. Bluey's Australian. Okay. I love Bluey. I love Australia. My wife loves Australia. I'm a, I'm a New Zealand man myself. That might have just started a war, what I just said. but Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, well, if you have not followed us yet, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Dad Energy Pod. Go follow. Do it. My wife is working her tail off. I force her to do Instagram stories all the time. So please reward her hard work. Um, and go follow us on Instagram. We are dying to get to 100 followers. We are eight away, and we lost two followers, and we gained two more back. So it's been a dramatic week in our household. So please (laughs) go give us a follow. Help us get to that 100 follow mark. That's been our goal. Um, And then find us on Facebook, too. We're at Big Dead Energy uh, Pod. Yeah, on Facebook, Big Dead Energy Pod. Uh, Find us there. Uh, So once again, thanks for listening. I'm Jared Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, click your tongue twice before you use them. Dead.